Welcome to Gaia's Consciousness Podcast, expanding your mind and spirit. Learn even more at Gaia.com. Watch interviews, movies, and original series created to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Your journey begins here. I'm Barbara Marks Hubbard. Welcome to Our Crisis is a Birth. It's hard to realize in evolution that crisis is always an evolutionary driver. Before something new happens, the system almost totally breaks down. And that breakthrough is a signal that it's allowing something new to break through. So what we're discovering right now is we are facing one of the greatest crises we've ever faced because we can see it, it could, with climate change and mass extinction, go down to true devolution. But if you have evolutionary eyes, you notice that things are breaking through all over and that in one small instant of time, if we say yes to what's breaking through, we would find ourselves at the next stage of evolution. Recently, we have been able to get a bird's eye view on the whole evolutionary story. So there's the Big Bang, and there's the quarks, and the electrons, and the protons. And then here's the trajectory that we have discovered. Nature has formed single cells. And out of those single cells, nature has formed multicellular organisms. And out of those multicellular organisms have come animals and creatures of all kinds. And out of that has come early humans of many kinds. And out of that has come Homo sapiens sapiens. Do you suppose that we're all that nature can do and that it ends here with us? The answer is it's not ending here with us. Something new is being born through us that we're going to be discovering and in the same direction as evolution has been going. That is to say, evolution goes toward greater consciousness, single cells to multi-cells to animal. It goes to greater freedom, as each more complex system is freer than the one that comes before. And it goes to more complex and loving connectivity. As, for example, a multi-cell and a human and then a, a planetary human is more complex than the single cell. So what we learn from this story is the trajectory of evolution. And as we start projecting ourselves beyond Homo sapiens sapiens, we can imagine that we are being able to have more consciousness, more freedom of choice, and more complex and loving order with each other. And the beauty of that is it's desirable because almost all of us would choose more consciousness, more freedom, and more love than not. So as we begin to learn this story and feel the crisis that could break us down, instead of being depressed and distressed, 
we say, oh, what's breaking through in me, in you, in us, and in the planet, and then we find it. Well, we're having such an obvious breakdown now. Let's say climate change is a serious breakdown. Species extinction is another terrible breakdown. And both of them could destroy all of life. So it, they're not superficial. But it is also true, as the environment is breaking down, also we're learning how to heal it. We're learning how to transform it. We're learning how to preserve it. And environments always are breaking down. But what's good now is that we're able to preserve, protect, and actually create new sources of environment through our tremendous capabilities in greenhouses and in actual plantings and caring. We have had five mass extinctions, it is said, before we got here. And that has been from looking at the evolutionary record, as that people have been able to discover this. And one interesting point from this is nature is not interested in protecting species. Nature seems to be interested in protecting purpose. And since the purpose has been for more consciousness, more freedom, and more complex order, out of those five mass extinctions and all the creatures that have died, there has been continued a progression toward more consciousness, more freedom, and more order. So here we are, Homo sapiens sapiens, at the possible sixth mass extinction that could lead to the destruction of all of life on this earth, caused in part by us. But at the same time, if you know this story, that nature uses mass extinctions to create more consciousness, more freedom, and more complex order for some 13.7 billion years, then you say, what is there in me and us that could be more conscious, that could offer more freedom, and that is yearning for more complex order and love, and we're going to find it. For example, it's obvious that we have more consciousness now than we ever did before. We have the internet, we have a continual, we have our cell phones, we have a continuous connection on a global scale never had before. Our production systems are linked, our communication systems are linked, our, our, our environmental systems are linked. We're all integrating. Nature is doing it again, and now we notice that. So, that, so that's one of the things, it is that we have recognized that our crisis is proceeding into a direction of more connectivity. There's no doubt that we're freer. I mean, I think I'm 88 years old, and I'm amazingly free for 88. And part of it has to do with health, and part of it has to do with purpose, and part of it has to do with simply longevity is increasing. And if you're looking really ahead, you'll hear that longevity will increase radically. And there are some people who are in their 30s who say, well, we may not really have to die on time at all because they're discovering more. And that goes for longevity, that goes for health, that goes for consciousness. It's an enormous blossoming of capabilities. So in the sixth mass extinction, the first species to know it could make itself extinct can be the first species to know it can self-evolve. 
And what we're doing here in the evolution of evolution is saying, how can we choose to use this crisis as a driver for more consciousness, more freedom, more loving order, more consciousness, and we will find we can do it. So we're the very first species that could say, yes, I'm going to move toward evolution. And if you do that in your own life, you're going to begin to feel you have more desire for more love, more freedom, and more for order, and you can say yes to it. And you can put yourself in your species, in your, in your colleagues, and say, together we have greater consciousness, freedom, and order than we've ever had. And you become what I call an agent for conscious evolution. And this is a most important type, because while people are complaining and afraid and in fear, you're the one who's saying, look, we've been through this before. Now we know how to do it. And we have these capabilities. And when we connect them, we're going to discover we have the capacity for more life, more freedom, and more order. And in a traditional spiritual sense, you know what you can say is evolution is good. It's not kind. But it's good if you like more consciousness, more freedom, and more order. And so I want to say that it seems to be indicating to every one of us that there's more that we can be. And that what we would like in our deepest heart of hearts is also the direction of evolution. You could say it's the direction of spirit, source, impulse of evolution, inside you. So when you're feeling your concern, and I'm not sure that I can make it, if you just turn your attention to that impulse and say, yes, there is more. I know I have more love. I know I have more creativity. I know I have more freedom. You'll always be right. <laughs> you're never wrong if you say that to yourself. And what? guess what? That part of you that is available for that will turn on and you will find yourself ever evolving. The Big Bang, the mystery. Nobody knows really what happened. Out of no thing at all comes everything, potentially, that is. And then as it starts moving beyond the original protons and electrons and quarks and so forth, you'll see that out of this Big Bang, the universe as we know it, was formed. Now, this universe has billions of galaxies with trillions of solar systems and, and planetary systems comparable to our own. So we're really a creature being born into a huge and awesome unknown still. And then you see the direction of evolution. It's Earth, life, animal life, human life, and what I like to do is put an impulse inside the turns on the spiral. And that impulse is the life purpose, is the impulse of creation. It's the direction of evolution. It's the source, spirit, God, however you wish to see it. And the most exciting thing is it's in you. It's your desire for more life, more creativity. And when you say yes to it, you're saying yes to an awesome power. That's your power if you notice it. 
Now we go up into our turn on the spiral. And if you let it go up, you go right to the heart of the hub of the wheel there and feel yourself feeling the love of that innate capacity for your own heart's desire. Feel that as the place inside you that wants more, loves more, creates more. And you know what's helping you? The entire impulse of evolution. All that's required is your yes. And if you find other people inside that core of the spiral there at the heart, and you will discover genius code. And we'll talk about that later. But in this in this overview, you will discover that you have far more genius than you know. And your genius won't be awakened without your heart's desire being turned on, which is really nice. And then there's, there is a whole thing called planetary DNA, which we'll talk about later, where you will put the projects that come out of you to create a better world. And you imagine that to be the structure of the new society beyond capitalism, communism, socialism, or mutually assured destruction, which has been a, a mode of operation which we've had to protect each other. If you assume it to be made up of what you create and of what people like you create, coming from people's heart's desire, turning on our genius code, I can clearly envision that we're creating a new society. And if enough of us say yes to it, there's nothing to stop us. Why? Because it's the direction of evolution to go to higher consciousness, freedom, and order. And what I realized when I discovered that in my own life was a tremendous willingness to affirm my deepest motivation. Instead of saying that's too much, I remember my brother said to me, what, Barbara, you think you could have an effect on evolution? He thought I was crazy. But in fact, I am evolution. You are evolution. Evolution becomes conscious in you and me. This is awesome. When you say yes to the impulse of evolution within you that coincides with that spiral of evolution going through all, you become one with the universal process itself. In traditional language, it's like becoming one with God. And I've always personally felt that that impulse inside me was spiritual, was um, awesomely beautiful. And it is what goes through everything, and it definitely does not stop with you and me. Teilhard de Chardin was a Catholic Jesuit paleontologist, never published by the church in his lifetime. And he was the one that literally turned me on to evolution when I read his book, The Phenomenon of Man. And here's what he said. He discovered the direction of evolution, as we have mentioned, that it appears to go to more consciousness, greater freedom of choice, like a single cell to multi-cell to animal, and greater complexity and connectivity or love and he saw that when that happens at any scale, there would be what he called a, the Christification of the earth. There would be a planetary awakening in love. There would be a tremendous arousal for planet earth. And the minute I 
read that, I thought that's my purpose. Gaia.com lets you explore over 8,000 films, documentaries, and original series. There's so much going on in the unseen world. Hidden truth. Why in the media today? They still seem to hold back on these incredible stories. Behind an unknown universe. Where science and spirituality all come together. Gaia.com. Content you can't find anywhere else. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Now, I was about 33 years old with five children living in Lakeville, Connecticut, a little bit depressed. (laughs) And I suddenly realized, first of all, the direction was evolution, uh, that evolution has been going in, consciousness, freedom, and order, happens to be the way I want to go. Now, this is very important because that means every one of us has within us the impulse toward greater consciousness, freedom, and order. And as any human being, is probably more than you think you can do. However, it isn't. <laughs> Because that in you that's doing it, all it needs is your yes. You're not making it up. You didn't make up your own intelligence. You didn't make up your own capacities. But you do have the freedom of saying yes or no. And the more yeses that you can engender, as we shall shall see, you're going to become a new human. And you're going to become something that has only existed in the vision of the greatest people in the past. If you look around in the world today, you don't see most leaders feeling that they know what to do about the crises. Do you see the presidents? Do you see the public officials saying, I know what to do about about this evolutionary crisis? They don't, in general, even know it's an evolutionary crisis. They think it's a problem and they're trying to solve it. And it looks like it's not even going to be possible to be solved. And there's a lot of pessimism out there. Because if you don't know that evolution uses crises to to go to higher order of creativity and love, if you don't know that, it's very hard to imagine that you can stop, you know, uh, population explosion and uh, climate change problems and species extinction all by yourself. It looks like a trend toward destruction. If you don't see the trend toward evolution, which is more people, look, think of the millennials, more consciousness, more free, more creative, with the internet making us into a living system. If you don't notice that, that is evolution at work. If you don't notice that we can now extend life, we can deal with our health, we can we can go in, into our spacecraft, we can contact other life by ourselves becoming other life. If you don't notice the positive aspects of your evolution, you will be unnecessarily depressed. And not only unnecessarily depressed, but you will act without the possibility of your own evolution. And that's true of many people now. So one very important point of the story of the evolution of evolution is to know you are evolution. What I realized is that evolution works towards greater consciousness, more freedom, more complex order. That the consciousness inside me and you 
is actually evolution itself. And whatever the intelligence on the interior of evolution from quarks and electrons and protons and no thing at all, to you and I having this enormous ability, how do you think that happened? Well, you could say God is intelligent and did it from the outside. But if we say it's the impulse of evolution from within life itself, and you are obviously from within life itself, I changed from depression, serious depression, into the awareness that I am capable of conscious evolution and that I have the desire to go in the direction evolution's going in. So it's not like against the, na the natural tendency toward devolution. And I, I have to say, in my mid-30s, I became a different person. It was only in the 1960s that some radio astronomers, somewhat by accident, discovered the, the earliest frequencies of the Big Bang, what's called the Big Bang, and that itself is a mystery. And they did not know that the universe had been, was now, and is always evolving. Einstein thought it was eternal universe. Well, this is the biggest story never told. We thought the churches thought, the schools, the universities thought, the, the entire library of human evolution. Nobody realized that the entire universe is evolving. I realized this is probably the most awesome news that the entire human species ha has had in modern history that the universe has been and is now evolving. And what that means is that we ourselves are part of an evolving universe. It means that the direction of evolution inside you and me is the direction of billions of years of intelligence. And far from being unintelligent and not knowing what to do, when we say yes, we find that we know more. We just have to take more. We have, we have to be encouraged to, to take more. And that's the evolution of evolution. And it's just to note, this is not told in the churches. It is not told in the universities. I don't think, think there's one major public leader in the, in the world that is operating out of this story. They don't know it because it's that new. And the traditional uh, universities don't teach it. And when I found out about it, I was absolutely thrilled. And I thought, well, wait till I go to Bryn Mawr College and, and find out how to evolve more consciously. As we'll see later, <clears throat> I went to Bryn Mawr and they say, what class do you want to take and what job do you want to have later? I said, well... I don't want that yet. I want to know which direction we're evolving, evolving in and where's my vocation. In the big universities, that, that's not the question. <laughs> it's, not, you know, it, it's not even asked. I remember I was with Eleanor Dulles and the head of Bryn Mawr University, which was Sergeant Shriver, very illustrious. And I somehow got in that board meeting and I said uh, somewhat, and Buckminster Fuller was scholar in residence, so I was a little bit encouraged by Buckminster Fuller, a lot encouraged. And I said, you know, I think we need a, a whole new course at Bryn Mawr. And Eleanor Dulles got up on her back. What do you mean a new course? 
uh, I said, it, it has to do with the evolution of evolution from the billions of years of the past in the direction going somewhere. And Eleanor Dulles said to me, I beg your pardon, we have history. I said, no, this is not history. This is emergent reality. And so I realized at Bryn Mawr, I just sat in my room and read. Now, when I met one person who got it, his name was Dr. Jonas Salk. And Jonas Salk called me up one day and he invited me for lunch because I had written something that he liked. And the, the minute I saw him, something happened in me. And he began to tell me, I told him everything that was wrong with me. I thought there was more coming. I had more to do. I had five children, but nonetheless, I was just beginning and there was something more happening. And I, and I looked pretty much like neurotic. <laughs> and he said, Barbara, no, you're a mutant you combine the characteristics needed by evolution now. Of course, he's the great biologist, Dr. Jonas Salk. And the minute he said that to me, I realized that all these things that seemed wrong with me actually were the impulse of evolution that had no name. And it, at that time, there was no understanding of it. So with that, uh, being a mutant, then I realized I'm not the only one. <laughs> but a lot of us who had that sense of greater possibility, greater freedom, greater order, were considered, uh, you know, at that time in the 60s and 70s, we became the, uh, the protesters. We became the black power leaders. We became the, the, the importance of the women's movement. All of that was important. But instead of joining those particular vital movements, Instead of, I became, I joined the evolutionary movement. Instead of being a protester or even women's first, I became a woman who was a mutant. And I believe we'll see as this story goes on that more and more of the women who had to fight for those rights in those days. But as we're here now, this is 20, 30 years later, the women are highly evolving humans, and so are the men. We are new humans. We're coming into a new humanity. One of the best analogies of this is birth. I'm a mother of five. And I remember when I was being led into the delivery room with one of my babies, I said to the nurse, if I did not know I was giving birth, I'd think I was dying. In other words, it's painful. And what we learn in physical birth, that the pain is essential for the birth. And in fact, when you're an expectant mother and you get a pain, it's a pain. Hey, I'm going to the hospital. I went there early a few times because I was so excited at the pain. Now let's put it to the planetary birth of a planetary organism. The pain is serious. And in general, it's not interpreted by hardly anybody as giving birth to the next stage of human culture. But when you do, you, you, you respond very differently to the pain because you say, what's breaking through? And then what you do 
is you look at that wheel of co-creation and you see health, education, economics, science and technology. And as we will discuss later on, you simply go what's breaking through in every sector of the wheel of co-creation, which is our turn on the spiral. And when you connect that which is creative in every sector of the wheel, you actually see the new world being born in our midst. So when we saw the five mass extinctions and know that we ourselves are at the threshold of the sixth mass extinctions, and yet we see the direction of evolution toward more consciousness, more freedom, more order, what we have to say is that nature extincts species, but nature preserves purpose. And she will get rid of millions of species, but out of it, for all these billions of years of, of breakdowns, has come more and more consciousness, more freedom. And so therefore, taking our time on the spiral, we're facing the biggest breakdown that humans have ever faced. It's so dangerous that if we don't respond well, we can go extinct and nature will not preserve us. However, if enough of us are up here seeing what's breaking through in every field, in every endeavor, and mainly seeing what's breaking through in our hearts, in our heart's desire, and I'll talk a lot about that vocational arousal and joining genius and nature invented sexuality, she's inventing suprasex now. How did nature get us to reproduce the species up to maximum? She really had to make it feel good. <laughs> so the, I, will, I will discuss this in, in, in a little while. Nature is making it feel good to find your own genius and join genius and say yes to your creativity. You will feel good when you say that. Once I realized from Teilhard de Chardin that and from the discovery of the Big Bang and the direction of evolution, that the direction of evolution is to love more, create more, be more, and do more. So as this depressed little girl that I was, young woman with my five children, the house, the dogs, the cats, the husband, and everything that I should totally love, uh, that depression made me feel guilty. How dare I be depressed? I was a fortunate person. I wasn't starving. I wasn't living in a war-torn area. Why should I, uh, you know, I felt guilty. But then I understood when I was able to say yes to my deeper consciousness, freedom, and order. The reason I, I could say yes is I discovered the nature of evolution. I discovered I am evolution. You are evolution. And I am evolution become conscious of myself as evolution. Now, the awesome truth to that is I and you become aware of yourself as evolution. That evolution has the wisdom and genius and brilliance of the 13.7 billion years of effort is in you. And I don't think any of us have fully manifested the quality of the extent of the genius encoded in us that calls us into action to become a, I would say, a um, communication vehicle 
of conscious evolution. So my greatest purpose now is to create a, a, a site of co-creation and internet possibility where everybody, and we'll talk about that later, who has that feeling of conscious evolution inside themselves. I would like to have them identify themselves and place themselves on that wheel of co-creation. Are you in health? Are you in education? Are you in, in politics? Place yourself there and you'll meet others. And you know what happens to you when you meet others? You'll find, like Jonas Salk called me a mutant. I, I never got, I was better ever since he said that. <laughs> so I, I would like to be like Jonas was to me. If you are in any way a mutant now, there's going to be an internet channel for you to just check in, say what you want to create, say what you need to create it. And you know what? Everywhere on earth, there's somebody who's looking for you. What we need to do right now is connect the evolutionaries and then discover the direction of evolution through those who seem to have been able to say yes in their own hearts. What will be birthed out of bringing together our new powers of love within the new capacities of humanities is a new species, and I'm calling it Homo universalis. I believe we're becoming a new species. And there's no reason to assume that Homo sapiens sapiens is the very last that nature could do and it's going to say, stop here. <laughs> there's no way that nature could stop. Well, nature isn't stopping with Homo sapiens sapiens. The very brilliant people in, let's say, Singularity University and other types of growing edge capabilities are giving us the capacities we used to call gods. I would like to call it an impulse of evolutionary love. That evolutionary love is what brings particles to particles all the way up and all the way down. So evolution is a huge love story that is painful and difficult and dangerous, but great. It is my assumption that we have been given high-tech genius because we're supposed to infuse it with evolutionary love. And that ultimately the humans are meant to become what we used to call gods. That is to say, we can restore the earth. We can heal and free people from hunger, disease, and more. We should be doing that. We can start exploring the further reaches of, the in, of our own inner mind. And we're in a universe of billions of universes, billions of galaxies, folks. So I would like to see us develop our space programs and like us to be understood. I'm, I'm a member of something called the Galactic University to be ready for contact, if there is. In other words, to take that wheel of co-creation, find out what's working here on this earth, connect it, and heal the earth, number one. And free the people who are hungry, diseased, and in war, number two. And number three, start finding out who you are get, can be as a co-creative human. And then let's look at the growing edge in that wheel in health, education, economics, and let's draw a very wonderful circle around the growing edge. And then let's bring the growing edge of people together to have a planetary awakening in love that will change the world. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Gaia's Consciousness Podcast. Learn even more at Gaia.com and watch interviews, movies, and original series, all to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Gaia. Watch. Belong. Transform. Transform.